Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story. story. So Dwight, we've talked about how to make memorable villains. Yep. I think we should talk about how you can make any NPC memorable because you don't have just villains. You have the bartender and a few others that are needed NPCs. Correct. So I will say that the first rule is don't make every NPC memorable. No. Right. Only make maybe one to three in your game memorable. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, a memorable villain um, and then memorable sub-villains. Like, um, again, if you break everything down in like a play act or a plot subplot, and if you have like three major subplots happening, you would want a memorable villain for kind of each thing. So if you think about it, um, like a TV show or a monster of the week you would actually want to have a recurring monster for the season. And that one should be memorable. And the ones that are hitting every kind of week may not be as memorable. So same thing with your good guys as well. So um, if they're going to be hanging out in a base of operations, well, okay. Uh, let's just talk about the shadow run game that we ran. Yeah. Shadow run. Yeah. So in shadow run, you have to have a fixer. And for those of you who aren't familiar with shadow run, shadow run is a game it is D&D meets technology in the 2100-ish 20, era. 2012 happened, and instead of ending the world, it brought magic into the world. So you have machine guns with dragons and high magic. Exactly. More or less. Pretty much. And it's now like 50 to 80 years later. In a dystopian future where corporations own you, basically. Or everyone else. And you guys are quote-unquote Shadowrunners, you're basically planning heists and you're trying to basically navigate around corporations. Or you can work for one corp and blow up other corp. Anyway, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. But you have to have a fixer. And a fixer is a guy who allows you to get jobs. And then you have a fence as well. That kind of sells thing. your stuff that you stole. Yeah, sells everything that you got. Or fell off of a truck. Yeah, <laughs> fell off of a truck, right? It's like Chicago in the 20s. Anyway, so that said, you have... Um, so I chose to really focus on the fixer and make that person very memorable. And so I gave the fixer a certain personality. I gave them ticks, like, uh, speech ticks. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, uh, for one of the other guys, I had a uh, kind of theme music that would play, um, with, it was the Piano Man, so I just decided that every time that the Piano Man showed up that Billy Joel's Piano Man decided to play. Play, like, yep. So it's really – what I do is on the memorability, what you want to do is you want to focus on one or two characteristics and you need to act those out as a DM. So if you're really good with voices and I'm not, you can give them an accent. That said, I would stay away from things that it would be really annoying as an accent. So like hardcore Russian, hardcore Scottish, hardcore Irish, hardcore Southern. Mm -hmm. um, no offense to the people that are listening to this in the South. Uh, but I mean, like, if you can do accents, then I would do an accent as long as it's subtle. Like, it's there's a hint of it in there. Um, not like a full Sean Connery type of thing. Not a stereotype one that you have people always do. Like yeah. An actual. Right. It, like, if you sound racist, probably don't do it, um, mm -hmm. would be what I would suggest. And so the other thing that I would do, though, is um, I know one, one friend of mine, you know, uh, he would act out any kind of nervous tick. Now, I will say that if you have a good NPC that you're probably going to try to kill off for thematic effect, and we'll talk about that in a later uh, episode, but it, you want to make sure that you don't do anything like some weird nervous tick because, honestly, it's off-putting. And you wanted the character to be as endearing as you can if you're going to whack them at a later date. Mm-hmm. 
But if you have an annoying character, um, then yeah, absolutely make them annoying. Give them a nervous tick. Give them a maybe an accent that's a little whiny and high pitched into the ear. Um, you know, I'm thinking like a Joe Pesci, uh, you know, type of thing. Like you can, you know, very high kind of New York accent type mm-hmm. of thing, all coming out the nose. And, and then the other thing too, you can do you can do hats, props, eye patch. Um, maybe a necklace or something like that. And so when they, the characters see you don that gear, they know, oh, this is the general or though this is the barkeep. Oh, this is the, the, you know, maybe the, um, paladin of Paylor or something like that coming to have a chat with us, whatever you have. You should be able to distinguish, the player should be able to distinguish the NPCs from NPC just based on how you talk or you look. Right. Or if, again, if you can't do the accents or the other thing, I mean, as soon as you pull out uh, maybe a medieval hat or you have a necklace or something you pull out, immediately the players are like, oh, cool, now we're talking to so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And the other way to make them memorable is to have that, especially on the good side, have that person be very helpful. So in the Shadowrun game, the fixer is incredibly helpful. They're the one that gets you all the jobs. They're the guy that pays you. They're the person that basically is your lifeblood for the entire game. So not having that person be key and, and recognizable is really a, a, a bad idea. Same would be true if you're doing like a D&D war campaign. Any of the major generals that they're working underneath or the major commanders should have a very specific look, feel to them. And again, it's really based on what you're able to do. And don't feel like if you can't do an accent, because I can't do an accent at all, you can't make a memorable. Um I, my characters are memorable just because, again, like I played a song, like a theme song for one every time he showed up, or I had them speak in such a way, like very specific mannerisms and how I was acting mm-hmm. their speech out. There was no real, like, I just changed my voice a little bit. There was no accent. Yeah. And you also had humor. So your our fixer's humor was a little bit drier than our oh, yeah. offenser. So you have a little bit of humor with all of them because... Everybody is has comedy, and that's one of a that's a one of those human traits that everybody has. Yeah, which helped exactly. give them a little bit of life. Right, and so once you have that ability, like where they're all, um, you know, your characters, your players start to immediately recognize, oh, this is so and so, and then there's maybe three of them total. I wouldn't do more than three because otherwise it gets crazy. During that one, you had the fixer, the fencer. The piano man, and then you had a bakery owner because that was like the common like cyber cafe area. But for a whole entire campaign, you had four people that were memorable. Right. And I killed off, I think, only one of them. You killed one of them off. Yeah. And so the advantage of creating a memorable NPC is, one, you don't have to explain who it is right off the bat. Your team immediately knows, oh, hey, we're at so-and-so's. And it then also creates a sense where... The DM is also a player. It, um, this is actually, I think, the biggest piece of why you want to create memorable NPCs is because I know in some game groups, somehow there's this rift where the DM is always out to get the players and the players are always feeling this need to be on their guard. And I don't like playing games like that at all. I mm-hmm. like a game where we're all telling the same story together and we're all trying to work it out. Yeah. So... By me then playing four different characters, because to be honest, like the DM is playing everybody other than the four or five people around the table or however big your group is. Yeah, he's everybody minus what the other people at the table created. Right. And so 
yeah, I'm not going to give a personality to the one guy you're going to see one time or the hook of the week. I might give a little bit of a personality to the hook of the week just because I only have to do it for like two seconds. Um, you know, um, not hard. You, you can even, um, you know, it's kind of hard to show you, but you could even act it out. Like if the guy that you're dealing with has a hunchback, you can just lean up over the table as if you have a hunchback. You Mm -hmm. can, as you're, as you're talking, you can actually kind of like imitate like a limp with your shoulders. Like you're kind of limping along, you know, this guy has a limp because he's a war hero or something like that. And they can kind of quickly get some feel for that. I mean, really at the end of the day, it's up to you, but I think a little bit of props, a little bit of an accent and a little bit of maybe even some theme music can go a long way. And it helps you and your players to realize that you're all telling a same story. You're just trying to figure out how it all's getting told. Yeah. And that allows you to have that camaraderie, which I think is key for trust between a game master and a player. And you can do that by the NPCs. Now, the other reason you do it, and again, we'll cover NPC death later. But the other reason you can do it is um, you can actually kill off one of these memorable characters. And I will tell you straight out that killing an unnamed NPC that no one's cared about that you just showed up in two seconds is a lot different than killing off an uh, NPC that they've grown to know and love. Yeah. I mean, with that fi- with that fixer, you had the whole entire party, including the quote-unquote pacifist, trying to figure out how to flay goons alive to try to get the information to save him. Yeah, exactly. Because, because you made memorable. us care. Right, yeah, exactly. And if you think about it, like if you've read... Okay, we'll put it this way. Lord of the Rings. You spend two hours with Gandalf, roughly. Like an mm-hmm. hour and a half with Gandalf. You like Gandalf. Gandalf's fun. He's cool. He blows really crazy smoke rings. He's a friend of the hobbits. He's a good guy. And then he stands on a bridge... And spoilers, I mean, seriously, it's been 100 years almost since this book's come out. So, I mean, my God. Yeah, he, and he the movie's dies. been out for a while. He, he, well, whatever. But I mean, the point is he, he, in the first book, you, you, Gandalf gets killed as far as you're aware. Mm-hmm. And he does it to save the fellowship and he goes out. And while Gandalf's not the major character because you're not really viewing the world through the eyes of Gandalf, you're viewing the world through the eyes of Frodo or maybe one of the other hobbits at the very yeah. least. Gandalf now dies. Yeah. I mean, in, in a whole, how many generic elves and humans you see get killed in the war? And you don't even and care. You don't care. But, oh, Boromir, Boromir dies and everybody cares. Right. Boromir's a great example, actually. So at the end, you know, at the end of the first movie, Boromir's getting, like, I mean, I guess picked on at point-blank range by the head of the Urukai, right? And you're like, oh, my God. I mean, I know he's screwed up at the end and he tried to steal the ring, but he doesn't deserve this. Like, he's just... You know, he's just a human. It's fine. He deserves a redemption or not a death. Not a death. And so, but again, like you don't care about the thousands of orcs lying in the street, uh, in that, in that forest. And you or definitely don't care about all, all the, the humans. armies. That yeah. Was, because, oh yeah, no named what X person over here. Right. You don't care. I mean, the only person that you could argue would be Figwit just because fans <laughs> loved him, but that's an exception to the rule. That's a, that's a weird thing that happened after the fact, but. Primarily because of who the actor was. If you have no idea what we're talking about, then uh, basically just at Google Flight of the Concords and LON and Lord of the Rings and you'll figure it out real quick. Mm-hmm. But the point is, yeah, if, if I can kill off a thousand NPCs and you guys won't care. I can create an NPC that you love and care for. And when I kill them off, there's an emotional reaction. Mm-hmm. And that emotional reaction is key to telling a story because if any good book – 
if you've ever read a good book or seen a good movie, somebody typically dies and it's not, yes, a thousand people may die, but somebody you actually care about also dies and it causes a tension and a, and a emotional uh, yeah. hook. So anyway, those are, again, memorable NPCs are not hard to create. Just create a little bit of, you know, can you good with voices? Use it not use something else like a tick or uh, a mannerism. Um, it could be something as simple as they like to touch their chin when they talk. They mm -hmm. like to use their hands overtly dramatically when they talk. I mean, it doesn't even have to be overly huge, but as soon as you start seeing me like flailing my hands like a crazy guy, you're like, oh, well, we're, we're talking to the barkeep now. Yeah. Okay, great. Or another nervous tick is he has a little bit of stammering of his words when he's about to lie. Like right. little things like that makes him human. Exactly. And, and lovable. And at that point you have the, uh, the makings of a good story. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to skullrpg.com.